You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is TCBL Podcast, and my personal account is at KTheRebel. Questions, comments, inquiries, would like to do a collaboration, or would like to be featured on any of my segments that I am running, the email address is thiscant, single letter B, L-Y-F-E, at gmail.com. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Um... It kind of looks like I've been absent for like three weeks, but I really haven't been. It's only been two weeks. I did drop episode 124, which was titled Really Love. And I did a movie review of the film um, Really Love um, featuring that fine boy, uh, Kofi Cerebro. I don't know if I said his name right, because one thing about me, I'm gonna fuck up somebody's name, period, I'm period. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, uh, check it out. If you haven't seen the film, obviously it will be a spoiler alert, so if you check out the film, you then can go and listen to my review and just some perspectives that I gave about it, you know, while viewing, um, the, the relationships, because it is a love story. Um, PSA, um, I am so sick of this ongoing debate every time you turn on news left and right about vaccinated folks versus unvaccinated folks. Joe Biden, Kamala, and the rest of their administration need their ass to be honestly, but that's another story for another day. I usually don't be talking about politics or religion on the podcast, but today I just needed to like get that out. Like if I turn on the news, if I log on social media one more time and I see the word vaccination, like I'm gonna stop pulling my hair out, honestly. Um, <laughs> This week I'm doing a purge episode. And what is so special about this purge episode is that I am bringing on a guest. I have never brought anybody on with me for a purge episode. So without further ado, I am going to have my returning lovely guest Speak up on it. Let them know you're in the building. Yet again, once again, it's Natasha, a.k.a. Bestie, a.k.a. Witty Empress 918. Um, we are bringing our regular phone conversations <laughs> on the podcast, which, as you can assume, they are legendary. So you guys get a feel of who we are even further and how we actually feel on some of these personal topics. So uh, let's do this. Yeah, and she is such a wonderful best friend. I'm going to give her some flowers on this episode because it was like impromptu. Like, I'm in a bind, Nate, okay? I ain't released. I need to release before I get to Atlanta and start fooling around with you and on in these streets doing her rap stuff with my best friend. Shenanigans, okay. gallivanting, all of it. So I'm like, 
I want to release an episode, at least give my followers something, because it appears I've been absent, because when I did um, record the last episode, I never promoted it, so people probably didn't even know that I released one. But I appreciate my faithful listeners for still tuning in, even though I didn't promote um, last episode. So, we're going to get into these Purge episodes. Um, I'm going to start with the most important one that I felt like I needed to purge about. And um, there was a meme that I saw. I know I'm always inspired by memes on Instagram. And the meme stated, some men be jealous of the woman they are attracted to. And when I saw that, boom, sent it to my bestie in the DM, like, okay, are you feeling this? Is it giving what it's supposed to give? Because, yep. <laughs> like, it, it hit home for me. It sure and did. so I told her I wanted to do an episode on that. And then when I thought about it, I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about that for a whole 30 minutes. You know, I, I just want to say what I need to say. So... Um, me and, um, Woody Empress both can, um, relate to this and I will just, uh, take the floor and start off what it's like for me. Of course, it's no secret people who have tuned into the podcast, you know, that it's been like a year, you know, since I did split from my husband, it was messy. It was painful. There's a lot going on, but focusing on the positive is within the past year, I've worked on myself nonstop. I've had what I would call a glow up. You know, I've improved my finances. I was in therapy, getting the tools I need to live a more healthy life, both mentally and emotionally. I've lost weight. I've grown my hair out. I've done some traveling. I've shopped more. And I think my favorite part of my glow up is fostering healthy relationships with people. I haven't had like some severe or fallen out with anybody for the whole 2021. Yes. Have I had things that maybe I didn't see eye to eye with somebody on? Yeah, but we talked it through and again, fostered healthy relationships. I've gotten closer with one of my siblings that I felt like I didn't really know. And um, that's been been working for me um, with the dating and everything that's happened. I didn't have any fallout to guys once I saw they weren't for me. It's just been like, oh, hey, you know, didn't work. I'll keep it moving. And I love that part of my glow up. But throughout this process in the glow up, I want to say that women have sent me more words of encouragement and have lifted me. So it goes to show that that narrative that black women are not supporting each other or sometimes we are cutthroat or we don't want to see the next one shine. I'm going to say that that's not true. Well, at least the people that I've been keeping in my company, a lot of people have been giving me compliments because they see the growth or see my glow up. Men, on the other hand, have made several comments that were unwarranted or shady towards me and my glow up. And I'm just going to go through a list of them, Bestie. And for the listeners, like, wow, Kay, you've lost a lot of weight since the last time I seen you. When you posted on IG, I was going to ask, is you good? Like, oh, what, she's sick or something? Okay, don't disrespect. Where's the congrats? Why does something have to be wrong with me health-wise if I lost weight? Why couldn't it be I just got in the gym or I just want to live a healthier life as I am a woman that's approaching 40? Like, what's all that about, honestly? A second example um, I can give is I posted a selfie on Snapchat. A man slides up. Um, of course, I'm not going to drop names. That's tacky. And he's going to say, oh, you richy rich now. And it was only because I had on a Louis Vuitton crossbody bag. And he then proceeded to ask me, who bought it? As if I wasn't capable of purchasing it on my own. 
Like, okay, Bozo, you don't know my finances. It doesn't automatically mean just because somebody split from their husband that they're struggling. You don't know what I got going on. You don't know what side hustles. Why do you have to assume that maybe I started dealing with a, a man or something that bought it? Like, fuck you, honestly. Mind your business. Um, I would also say that my social media presence has changed over the past year. I do post myself a lot more and it's because my confidence is back where it should have always had been. You know, I feel good about myself and somebody in particular likes to slide up on my stories and be like, oh, ugly and act like it's a playing manner. And it's like, damn, like I look better than your bitch. Let's just be real here. I, I mean, okay, okay. And that's even when I was chunky. And what's so bad about just giving me a compliment? Like, okay, you look nice. I see you. Why you gotta be passive aggressive? Like, ugly, like you're trying to tear me down. But when I post this stuff, oh, oh no, when I didn't post things because I didn't feel good about myself, it's okay. But if I'm posting myself more, you wanna try to be shady and have to say that I'm ugly. And even though you're saying that it's, it's, it's like a joke and I no, shouldn't take not, it personally. It's, it's not. Not when you keep doing it. And I understand that you can have a relationship with some men like, oh, you mad ugly or big head or something like that. But, okay, every once in a blue moon. But if you're constantly doing it, no. You're a, you're a low-key hater and you're trying to tear me down. That's the way I feel. Um, another one that I've had is um, sometimes I post stuff that shows that I'm actively dating. Sometimes I have moods where I feel like, you know when I'm dating them all, you know, and may the last man, you know, win or the best man win. And then you'll have men like respond like, oh, um, to make sure you take your time and be careful or, oh, I hope you're not going to be out here, you know, being a hoe because you was like a whole wife. Like, don't do that. My nigga, my nigga, mind your business. The management, the property management of my vagina has nothing to do with you. What I'm doing with it has nothing to do with you. Don't talk about me about oh how I how I how I was a wife yeah but you don't know my conviction of being a wife and what I went through and now that I am single and I am in a good space mentally and emotionally why can't you just focus on that piece why are you focused on me being single and who I'm doing it with or how many people I could be doing it with mind your fucking business my single life should have and then what's crazy with the Empress is it be people who are in whole relationships relationships that's, I, that's, that's what business. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Or people in whole relationships that I know that if I wanted to slide off with them, they definitely would be deceitful towards their lady. Let's, I, I, and I'm not even being cocky. I'm not even being cocky. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I feel that a lot of people um, have been buying audacity in bulk. Okay? Okay, yes. And then my fifth example is the don't be acting brand new. Okay, motherfucker, I am brand new. Brand new Have you exactly. watched the progressive? I am brand new. This isn't an act. I am on the road to finding and getting acquainted with the best version of myself. Yeah. And why does my newfound confidence like bother you or impose a threat? I am, I am acting brand new because I am brand new. I am, exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's not an act. Well, let me, yeah, let me correct that. It ain't even an act. This is what it is. This is my chapter of life, my glow up chapter. And I feel like everybody has one in their life. Well, well, you should, you, you would you hope should. so. But yeah, yeah, I, so I am. So yeah, now I'm going to give the floor to you, Woody Empress, and you share what your examples have been with, you feel like men being 
haters more so than a woman. When you know that these men really would be trying to talk to you or holler at you in any other circumstance, but they want to have a moment to be haters and be shady. I mean, I've encountered a, a lot of them. You know, I've encountered men being jealous and hateful of the fact that, hey, I'm holding down a household and two jobs, or just being about the fact that my car is not run down and ragged, mm. okay? Or even about the fact that, hey, my purse ain't hanging off my shoulder and got, you know, rips and tears about it. You know, even, you know, when I was dating, you know, men would be like, oh, you know, they'll come pick you up or whatever it is. Like, oh, you live here? Oh, this is nice. Well, how much is this rent? Oh, you pay this by yourself? You got some type of Section 8? And it's like, Bruh. what? And then it's like, because you present yourself in a certain way or you take pride in your home and you have a, a decent place to live, they automatically feel like, hey, they don't need to pay for a date because, hey, you got it. Or it's okay to go Dutch because, mm. hey, you got it. And it's like, why are you watching my pockets? Right. And it's like, if you are a man and you want to claim to be bout about it and you want to have jewelry and X, Y, and Z, why don't you take pride in your priorities and establish a good place for you to live? And it's just like, they a lot of the times they really hate the fact of how you carry yourself and how you take pride in who you are and how you choose to live, you know? And it's it's not okay. So they feel like, oh, because you got it, that they don't have to pitch in and do nothing. Mm. Or they're comfortable. Or they want to make it their habit to be in your space, eating up your food, in your, in your central air, okay? And it's just like, don't do that. Right. Yes, we're independent and we're strong, but that doesn't mean that you need to use and abuse us. Hello. Amen. And, and a lot of the times they get jealous about the way that other people love you and make it seem like you're so spoiled because people care about you and want to show that, you know, you are thought of and that you are wanted and you are appreciated. And it's like, wow, so now you're upset because other people are choosing to appreciate me, whether it be with kind words or gifts or acts of service. And it's just like, so now you're jealous. And it's just like, nah, these people fuck with me because of who I am and how real that I am. And it's like, if your people don't fuck with you the same way, then that says something about you. <laughs> Amen. But yeah, I, I, I definitely can say that. Yeah, I, I, I we gonna have to flip the narrative that haters are not always females hating on other females. Men can be haters too. Oh yeah, most Here definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your your piece. I mean, there were some similarities, but also some differences from how you have felt shaded or slighted, yeah, by by men during your like glow up journey. Um, moving on to our next topic, which is um, I don't try to talk about these topics, but I feel like I want to talk about it because it's all over social media, and because I feel like both me and um you could definitely give a perspective. So we all know. Jeannie Mai and um, Jeezy, they had got married earlier this year after they had been dating, you know, for, for a good amount of time. And if anyone knows her story that with her first husband, the reason they split is because he wanted kids and she did not. So since she made her pregnancy announcement last week, it seems like everybody's kind of slandering her all over social media. Like, oh, I thought you didn't want any kids. So you really basically like wasted her first husband's time or maybe you weren't really telling the truth or, you know, or, um, I've seen a lot of men, um, I'm definitely dissing her in comments on Instagram, like, oh, well, 
you wanted to go and marry a man and like waste his time and you knew you never wanted a baby with him but then you get with this next guy or whatever like make it make sense and I guess I'm here to offer a different perspective and to make it make sense um people change they have different chapters of their life different things that they're feeling who she was when she was married to her first husband you cannot assume she is going to be the same person in her second marriage. I, I, like this idea that we are the same people in every relationship that we're in, it, it's got to stop. Like you people cannot be that dense to think that. That's that's point, point number one I, I want to make about her. Um, second, there is also um, sometimes someone can come into your life and impact you in a way that you didn't even think. Now me... After having my first marriage fell, I vowed I was never getting married again. And look at someone came into my life and regardless of it being yet another failed marriage, I still felt. I also said I was never going to have another kid again. And look, I did because of who was in my life or where I was at that time that allowed me to make that decision. So again, in her defense, I felt like, okay, Jeezy came into her life and whatever he brings out of her, she feels like, you know what? He has opened my eyes to make me realize that motherhood could be a blessing, especially with someone that you love to, a, to a, like the biggest of magnitudes. And also, we don't know what else Jeannie Mai went through in her first marriage. We just want to keep focus on the fact that the headlines were filed for divorce. And he told reporters it was because she didn't want to have children. Then he started dating some girl literally like before the ink dried on the divorce paper and Already had somebody else knocked up. Okay, he had to do what he wanted. That's what he wanted so bad was a child. Now I hear that he's broken up with that person. And um, I don't know. I, somebody said that in the comments. I don't know if it's true because I don't research these celebrities like that. But now look at her. Married to somebody else. And I ain't going to lie. I ain't never seen her act like that with her first husband. No. Yeah, yeah, and so obviously it's just it's a it's a new genie Mai. It's a it's a new chapter for her in her life, and I just think people should really calm down because it's 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 not that deep. How you feel about it? I mean, I I would agree, I would agree, and it's like it takes a certain level um, of growth in order for you to mm. change your mind about something that you were so adamant about. And it's like, hey, if that's what she wants to do and she found her person and how they're going to go about parenting is going to work for them and she can be her true, authentic self with this person, then it makes raising children a lot easier. And I don't feel that she was her true, authentic self with her first husband. I don't feel like that match was was perfect, you know, whatsoever. You know, he was like some type of cowboy guy. That ain't her. Clearly. That is not her. And it's like... She, everybody has the right to change their mind. Everybody has the right to grow. It, it it doesn't matter as long as people are happy. And it's like, hey, even I go back and forth with the idea of having another child because, hey, I don't feel that single motherhood was a great experience for me. So it it gave me scars. So to think about having more children, it's like, eh, okay, maybe, I don't know, it might be different. So it's like, hey, we are allowed as human beings to change our mind. And it's like, no. Children wasn't the only reason why her first marriage broke up. She's just not exposing all of the dirt because there is a certain level of decorum that she is displaying. So people really need to just mind their business and let people be happy. Mm. Oh, I like heavy on that. Heavy on that. And one thing you you can even Stephen Wonder can see that that girl is in pure bliss. 
And exactly. I don't and I don't think it's just for social media. Just the way in which she softened him. Let's not just focus yes. on Jeannie Ma. Yes. I we ain't never seen Jeezy in a spotlight like that. I ain't never seen him be vulnerable with anybody. Matter of fact, we ain't never heard of him dating anybody except for Keisha Cole. Let's be serious. Who have oh, you I ever heard him dating? That one. Okay. Yes, okay. that's the only person I've ever heard him date and him confirm that he's dated. I, I don't, obviously, and we know that he does have a son. So obviously he was in a relationship with that person at some point. Really? But yeah, for him to even want to be public and like express his love for her on an open forum when he's always kind of been a out the way kind of celebrity. He's exactly. never been mixy. He's been going to more appearances and places with her and traveling and doing all stuff like that. And even though he was a rapper with money, he didn't broaden his horizons outside of Atlanta from what I observed. But now, oh, she's she's opened up the gates for him to a whole new lifestyle. So I, I think that they are pouring into each, into other. each other. You know what? Yeah. That It seemed like they equally yoked from what I can yeah. see. And, yeah. and I'm here for it. I am yeah. here for it. I am here for anything that does not glorify a struggle love. I'm right. not okay with that. Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was a little taken back that that was his choice because just by interviews of him in the past things he has said like in lyrics and stuff I just always kind of pictured him settling down with someone that was uh, like a black woman but mm -hmm. hey if Jeannie Mai is his person then it is what it is exactly um the next topic um that I would like to purge about is um I was in a Vermont clubhouse, I believe, last Wednesday or Thursday. And it was titled, Are Black Women with Big Mouths um, Worthy of a High-Value Man? You know, Kevin Samuels and got us overusing that term, and I'm about to stop using it, to be completely honest. Um, and so when I was in the room, um, first of all, it took them a while. A lot of women that was in the audience or, or then got brought to the stage, they came through with the guns blazing for these men. It was the, the moderators or curators were all men, of course, on mainly on the stage that were talking. So the women that did bring to the stage said, okay, what is a big mouth woman? Because, like, let's define that. So, of course, they didn't have a clean-cut definition. Somebody on the stage was just gave that. Anybody on Love and Hip Hop is an example of a loud mouth woman. Okay, so you're going to compare every other black woman in society to characters on Love and Hip Hop. That was problem number one, and I was just rolling my eyes as I was listening. Then another guy just said that he felt it was anybody that curses at a man or is willing to challenge a man to the point that you're even willing to get physical with him. Then, of course, there always has to be one man. Some other man defined it as basically a woman that is refuses to let basically her guy lead and run the show. That she always has to have a rebuttal or maybe she wants to be rebellious against the way he wants things to do. So he considers that to be a big mouth woman. Um, however, I'm real enough to say that as I was listening to, to, to some things, there was one person that got brought into a stage, a guy that said that he does think that big mouth women are worthy of a high value man. 
And he said that if you really look at those women who are acting out on loving hip-hop, if we're going to use that as the context here, those women are being wronged. All of you are seeing is them being emotionally driven mm -hmm. in one moment. And like he said, you cannot sit there. He said that's even if he was at a restaurant. And he saw an, an exchange between a couple, black woman, black man, and a black woman appeared to be a little bit more aggressive or emotionally charged. He said he is not going to view her as she's just a big mouth woman. He kind of defended us. And of course, you know, he wasn't on the stage for long. You know, they didn't like that, sis. He defended us and basically said that we do not have big mouths. We are just passionate. Some of us are fed up. And we're always focusing on how it's hard out here for a black man in America. And he said, is it as hard for a black woman out in America? He said he's got sisters that have issues in the corporate world. He knows he's got cousins that are single mothers or, you know, people who've been cheated on and disrespected. And, and us women are tired. And some of us are just going to come through the door blazing or we, or we have this masculine energy because we're just tired. And I was like... Thank you. Bingo. And some another woman got on and she said that, you know, she has like a, a, a background, like, you know, with social work and stuff like that. And she says she deals with women, you know, who have been in like domestic violence situations. And she's seen them transition and that one of the hardest things for them she offered a different perspective that you don't know what somebody's history is how do you know that when you're yelling in a woman's face what if she never wanted to discuss her traumas and she was trying to show up in a relationship you know as healed and hoping that she doesn't have to be triggered but if you're going to be a man getting all in her face and in her personal space and she's ready to buck up like she'll challenge you that woman could be somebody that used to be battered and that's a trigger for her when you're getting aggressive and being in her personal space and she was like you you don't know what women have have been through you don't know if her daddy used to talk to her mama like that and maybe her mom ain't with the daddy no more and her mama told her don't let no man get up in your face or, or be talking to you like that that maybe you should be the aggressor first like she's basically saying that women who are behaving like that it stems from somewhere and before i give you the floor um with the empress i just want to say for me i'm i kind of like mimic it the fact that i'm aggressive but i'm not ashamed of it i think i went through some phases this year where i felt ashamed like oh i gotta tone this down or i gotta be this but you know what that's part of the makings of me because i did grow up with um a mother who was in a marriage with somebody that was like the breadwinner and thought that they can kind of sometimes have control over things and my mom probably got along maybe the first two years of her marriage. And after that, she kind of would buck up on him. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not going to do this this way. And sometimes it did. He had resistance towards her reaction, of course. And that did make it kind of few as toxic because then it became curse words or name calling. And I definitely um, emulate some of those behaviors in my past relationships. Um, and this is not an excuse. This is my reality my reality and also i talked about that in therapy this year too that you know just a product of my environment um and i think for me um i definitely have been a big mouth woman um i think it's still in me 
But I think what I would like to do is find somebody that gives me that safe space to be gentle with me that I don't have to be that person. And that and, and that's and I'm I'm gonna as they say on Clubhouse land my plane there. <laughs> you know, I I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you've shared. I also feel that sometimes when you are labeled a big mouth woman, you are a woman that's had to defend yourself and show up for yourself at all times because you do not feel safe. You do not feel protected by the black man. And there has been instances where you expected or wanted or hoped or whatever it was that a black man would show up for you in ways that he should have, but you were failed. So Hmm. because you were failed in so many instances where a black man should have came to your uh, defense, you are going to feel like, hey, you have to protect yourself at all costs. You have, because, hey, who else is going to do it? Hey, you're a single mom. Who's going to protect my kids besides me? You know, so it's just like a lot of the times we are put in these situations where we don't have any choice but to be the big mouth. There are people that come to us to help them fix problems or help defend them or have their back. So, hey, it's okay for us to have a big mouth and you want us to come and handle something for you Mm. or speak up for you or give you advice on how to set these up boundaries and whatever it may be. However, you know, it's also deemed positive when it's for your benefit, but it's negative when you feel like you're being attacked. Mm. In all actual reality, we are defending ourselves because we don't feel safe. We, you know, there's we've been disappointed. You know, there hasn't been anybody to our rescue. Right. So it's like, hey, I'm left out here in the trenches. The only way I know how to be is aggressive because, hey, you're not going to let me down and I'm not going to let myself down. So therefore, I need to stand up for myself. Mm. And it's just like, don't sit here and and, and and big me up for these same traits that you want when you're in need of these traits, but then tear me down in the same sentence because, hey, you don't like it because it's directed at you now. Mm. That's a, hey, that's a really good angle. It seems like a lot of the examples that you gave were like kind of the, 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 the core of like the bigger thing that we always go back to with black woman is our hyper independence like you know like sometimes half the time we feel like we're the only we we nobody has our back the way we have our own personal backs so yeah and when you do put us our back against the wall we are in a corner yeah we are gonna come out you know swinging and not all and not every woman is coming out swinging with their hands yeah with our mouth and, and be a big mouth yeah. No, I love it how you said, yeah, we, we, it's okay when we using our big mouth, you know, for other, for other things. I know exactly. Yeah. Um, the next topic is, um, something that I, um, feel like happens a lot. Um, I think with a lot of relationships and, It's that everyone can go through, like, a rough patch. I believe that everybody's entitled to privacy. Um, But I think there is a thin line between saving face and privacy. Absolutely. Um, I was a person that did have to save face. Um... Definitely in my in, in my marriage, I had to save face, meaning that, 
you run into some people, you see them, they ask how things go. Oh, yeah, things are going good, you know, or whatever. And yes, 50% of it was my right to privacy because it was my marriage. But then it really was saving face. And I just wanted to give anybody that's listening or maybe you're listening to this. And even though you may not be in a relationship, you might know somebody that is one, but I just want to encourage more black women to put an expiration date on how long you're going to save face. If something is not working, your partner's not showing up for you in ways that he should be. Um, if your happiness is being compromised, if you feel the relationship is having like an increase of levels of toxicity, again, put an expiration date on that saving face. And I'm talking from experience. I'm not looking down on nobody that does save face. I want to be very clear here. I would never do that because I've been there and I understand why we make those decisions to save face. I know for me, I chose to save face because I knew my conviction of a single mother while raising my daughter by myself. And I didn't want to raise my son by myself. I wanted him to be raised in a house with his father because I was kind of running with that stupid narrative that you know, us women can't teach a boy to be a man. So that's why I save face. So there's other reasons why people, but another thing I want to say is please do not save face because of what other people think, bro. That is the worst reason to save face. Worst reason in the world. And also you have to understand that it is okay to take an L. And you don't always have to take your L publicly a lot of losses are taken publicly because of immature individuals you can i've learned this the hard way you can absolutely take an l in private without nobody knowing and bounce back from it talk about it and people look at you like wow i didn't even know that that happened to you exactly. yeah because it's all about who you're taking your losses with but if you are engaged with people that are narcissists and emotionally abusive and immature, then yeah, your L is probably going to be taken publicly and it, and it will be messy and then you will be placed under scrutiny. It, it, it this, this is true. But again, back to my original point, I just don't encourage anybody to save face for a lengthy amount of time and make sure that you draw the line between what is truly pr uh, having a private moment with you and your partner are having turbulence versus I'm just saving face for the image. You got the floor, baby girl. Ooh. You know, I, I would say I've, I've never been the type to be like, I'm saving face. You well, know, to you. That's, I, that's dope. I, I value um, privacy. Mm. But I I don't never I'm I've never been the type to save in face and I always feel like it's so hypocritical. I've watched you know my mom and my grandmother do things for saving face and it's just like but you're stupid, mm. <laughs> you know like Ooh, you, wow, you laid it off. You hey you you didn't spare nobody, <laughs> so this stupid. Yeah. Exactly, and it's just like, but it's like, are you really saving face? Because those who know you know that hey, this is not okay. Right, you and know, they say Exactly, and they're going to notice your habits or when your posts are going to change or, or the contents of your posts. So it's like, are you really saving face? 
Because like people who actually give a fuck about you and pay attention, they're going to know something is wrong. And it's just like, that's why I'm not saying you got to hide your spouse or your relationship or whatever it may be, but also know that there are certain things that need to be done in private. You do not need to broadcast everything. And it's like, do you have to be real with yourself as well and know, Hey, my partner ain't showing up as they should. So I'm not even going to front like they're showing up as they should. And it's just like, do you really know your self-worth? Because if you knew your self-worth, you wouldn't be trying to save face. And it's like saving face is a form of embarrassment. It's a form of shame. Mm. And it's like, you you do not have anything to be ashamed of. And it's like, yo, I've taken L's, but it's just like anybody that knows me knows that I always bounce back from whatever L it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm. that's why nobody can ever say, hey, you know, can never say, well, you know, she was saving face. They're going to be like, nah. I'm going to need you to help me get over my L because, hey, I know you done took some shit and kept it pushing. But it's just like, I always feel that saving face, you're not living in your truth. Mm. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't. it's like, why? Why are you playing games with your self-worth? Why are you mm. allowing yourself to be emotionally and mentally abused in these situations? Because it's like, anybody that is anybody to you wouldn't be okay with you saving face. They would never put you in a position where you have to save face. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't believe in that saving face. If I feel like I have to save face and other people don't talk about my relationship, why am I in this relationship? Mm. I don't mean to keep, mm, and the death, but it was just like, this was a damn sermon right here. And it's like, that's why I don't value people that save face. I don't like to have conversations with them because it's like, that shit aggravates me. And it's like, and if you're going to try and sh- save face to me and my face, we're going to have some words. I'm going to let you know right now, you're playing games with your self-worth and you're playing games with people that give a fuck about you as well. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't do it. And it's like, and, and if you are the type of person that is easily embarrassed or ashamed, then keep your relationship private. Woo! Hello. You know, so it, it, it is what it is. And it is okay to keep your love life private. You don't got to post your spouse and mad pictures and this and that and the third. The only thing that matters is that, hey, people know that you are taken and they're not overstepping those boundaries. I would have to agree on that. That that that's definitely um a, a very accurate um perspective. I really don't think anyone can can refute that. Not at all. Um, and to close this out, um, the last topic would be um from my mom came over and visited with me, and then she said she wanted to um get caught up on loving loving hip hop. Atlanta, like I don't watch that show. I can't even remember the last season. I would have tuned in. So, um, she was watching it, um, it was an episode, and it was showing how, I guess, B&B and Scrappy are going through it, and my mom's just like, I just don't understand it, it seemed like they were good for each other, you know, they always had a balance, you know, and she was kind of comparing his relationship, you know, with Erica, his first child's mother, versus, like, what B&B just seemed like that was, like, the glove that fit for Scrappy, you know, everything, and so then I just told my mom, I'm like, well, I can sit here and tell you where both of them have have gone wrong, I said, and that is the back-to-back babies. And as much as people do not like Iyanla Van Zandt, I've seen her bring people on the show multiple times, and whenever they are saying about how the marriage didn't work or maybe there was infidelity or none of this stuff happened until the kids came or once the kids came, this person changed or that person changed, and 
She always has said, if you are going to have multiple children back to back, you are willingly saying, I'm putting our marriage on the back burner and we're going to be parents first and our marriage just goes wherever it goes. And then you wind up in divorce and all this stuff. And how there is no way. And I don't care if they, the, the people could say that you're, you know, you can be us or these us, us modern women. You know, we we have this S on our chest that we can do it all. And there is no way realistically that you could show up and pour into every single cup or avenue in your life. And, and they're all going to be full. There is no way. You cannot be uh, a wife 100% and have three kids like under the age of five and think you're going to run a business and your marriage is going to be happy. The kids are always going to be in line. The business is just always going to do what it's supposed to do. There is no way. And then like Bambi was complaining about how she is trying to start her business. I can't even remember what business. And that she's not able to because of the babies. And she feels like Scrappy isn't there to help. And he's trying to enter other ventures. And it's like, why were you guys having babies then? Back to back to back. You, you, that, that doesn't make sense. Like, what do you think that babies were going to do, my nigga? Like, and I'm just like, it stinks because I agree with my mother. The perception that I had about them, I've always liked them as a couple. I will say that. I always have. I always felt like they seemed to be a good match. And it's, it was a healthy relationship. And I felt like they were doing well until these babies, because they're on like their third baby now, right? Third, fourth. Yeah, third year. And it's like. How yeah? How can y'all have a marriage? There's nothing left for y'all. Well, there all is, them damn kids. And know, I, they, I and no disrespect, here. no disrespect. They ain't even making bankroll like that. Neither one of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, and I know we got regular people in the hood doing doing stuff like that. But I just feel like if you have the opportunities that they have to to explore other ventures, I wouldn't have time to be trying to get. Or if you were really working hard on your businesses, how do you have time to even be fucking whenever you happen to be ovulating to keep getting pregnant? Honestly. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but but do you get the the angle I'm coming from? Like, like make it, it make sense. And, and ch it. children are beautiful. I am not knocking anybody. You can have as many as you want because two is my limit. I I'm not doing this. Fried, died, and laid to the side is what these fallopian tubes are. But it's just like, yeah, you you need to make a decision. You know what? And but I also feel that a lot of people get pregnant in the honeymoon stage. Yeah. And mm. y'all had these babies. Y'all like a year in. Y'all haven't really gone through any any much of anything. You know what I'm saying? There hasn't really been, you know, any any real issues that have really put you guys to the test to be like, hey. Are we going to stand this out? Are we going to really do this? And then it's like, y'all so caught up in this feeling of lust and, and, and feeling of we're going to go on dinner dates all the time. And it's like, there ain't been no real turbulence. You know, right. there hasn't been anything that's really going to make you guys fight through it. So it's like, once these babies come, then that's when the real turbulence starts. Because it's like, hey, one person ain't showing up. One person don't want to feed or do bottles and X, Y, and Z. And it's like... You guys are only accustomed to knowing that honeymoon stage. So it's like, this is the first time y'all are uncomfortable with each other. Mm. Right? But it's like, that's a good way of looking at it. 
Mm. Y'all are uncomfortable with each other, and you are really seeing how these people deal with struggles. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, having a child is a struggle in some way, shape, or form, whether if you're financially fit or not, because you have to figure out how to co-parent, how to divide responsibilities. And y'all didn't really have these responsibilities before like that with each other. All y'all was worried about was, oh, I'm in love, and we're going to go out to eat. And, and you know, we're, and it's like, nah, that's not, that's, no. that's not. No. So it's like when these hardships come up, people are upset. They're upset. They don't know how to deal with it. They want to give in. They want to throw the towel in. And it's just like, but y'all still got to work this out because y'all chose to have this baby, and y'all still got a co-parent. Correct. And, and right. Like, Whether you stay together or not, you you have a lifetime commitment with each other. Exactly. And it's like sometimes you do not realize how selfish your mate is until it is time to give a fuck about somebody besides themselves and besides the person that's giving them pussy. Because the child ain't doing nothing for you besides they eating up the milk, the food, the pocket, (laughs) whatever it is. So it's like uh, they not giving nothing to the table. They just keep taking, taking, taking. Right. So it's like, what do you do? What do you do? You know, so it's like they don't give a damn, you know, uh, uh, about the child. I mean, they, they care, but they don't really care to the sense where it's like, okay, I need to put the extra work in like mom. You know, so it's like they're like, oh, okay, there's a, or I also feel, you know, really quick because I am going to have to jump to um to go to a meeting. But I also feel like there is always a lack of planning while there's carrying. Discussions are absent and not being had like about this is going to be a whole new experience for us. What are we going to do? And that is the one thing. If I can shed any little tiny ounce of positive light on my on my marriage or with my ex was that when we were having having loyal, we talked about money, yes. what it was going to be like cuz I was going to be a un, on an unpaid maternity leave. We yeah, we talked about that. Um we talked about the daycare piece of it. We talked yes. about well who's going to be babysitting now if we want to do a date night. We discussed all those things. And surprisingly for my marriage who have had so much turbulence, I would honestly say that first year of Loyal's life was bliss and organization. I can honestly say that. We, that is the one thing that we did do correctly for every other fucked up thing that both he did and, and I did. That was the one thing that we did do correctly. Yeah, and there's definitely a lack of planning in that. Because I wasn't out here with them googly eyes. Like, y'all had glasses no, on. We had stuff that we needed straight. to do. Exactly. Well, I thank you so much, Woody Empress, for tuning in. No problem. Um, And I've never voice. had you on a Purge episode, but I kind of like it. So I'm going to bring your ass back. I'm here. <laughs> okay, and I don't care how annoying, how annoying, if you are somebody that follows me on my personal page, I'm telling you, if you don't like the post, unfollow. Put me on mute because we're going to be out here. Out here. Um, until next week, peace, um, love, stay safe, and we out. We out. Bye.